Welcome all. You are listening to the Scoop and Scorecast. I am your host, Jacob Herbert, and we are doing our last episode before the final game. Uh, to join me, I've got Megamind, a.k.a. Brody Anderson, with me. Uh, how's it going, Brody? I'm doing great tonight. How are you, Jacob? I am doing just fine. Uh, we've got a fun episode ahead of us, uh, Brody. We're uh, doing a couple sports news, including a big blockbuster trade, uh, big game preview, embedding, and more. So let's get to it. Uh, get right into it. Uh, first off, NFL news, blockbuster trade, Jared Goff and two first-round picks to the Lions. Uh, obviously, Matthew Stafford is headed to the L.A. Rams. Now, you are a Rams fan, so I did want to have you on the show to uh, kind of talk about this trade. Uh, how do you think both sides uh, fared in uh, what they received? And uh, kind of give me your fan perspective as well. Uh, just unbiasedly, first, I would say that the Lions did pretty well for themselves, I think. Mm-hmm. Um they're kind of in re- a lot of teams in rebuilding mode are willing to eat a contract or two, which I think is probably what they're doing with Jared Goff. I know they said that they have full intentions on him being the starter, but I think that they basically are willing to eat the con- and maybe get a you know a decent player in the meantime. They also accrue the draft picks, which I think is obviously the most important thing here. Um. I think the interesting thing about the draft picks, though, is that one of them is not for this year. I that they're, it's a 2022 first and a 2023 first, and then a 2021 third. So the first rounders aren't even for this year, because obviously the Rams didn't have that, because they traded that to, J- to the Jags for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Um, so I think the Lions got a pretty good haul. I mean, Stafford's 32. Um, I think he's obviously a very capable quarterback, and I think they made this move with, you know, kind of all as like a, if you will, for like, you know, we appreciate and respect everything that you've done for us, and we know that it's time for you to move on, and we'll get, and they, they got a great haul, which I think there's a, there's a little bit of an inside piece on this that I think a lot of people aren't talking about, maybe some are that I'm just not paying attention to. Uh, the Lions' new GM uh, was hired out of Los Angeles. He was the Rams' director of college scouting and he got hired as their GM so I think that there was a, a lot of inside channel there to get the trade done with LA okay um, so I think I think I think just Detroit did pretty well I think that they got they got draft picks that if they have to but now they have two first round draft picks or you know if a player comes out that they got to go get now they have two first rounders to to trade and move up um, so I think I think the Lions did pretty well, and I think the thing with about the Rams side of it is obviously um, a little bit more to be determined. If uh, if they win with Stafford, then it was obviously a smashing success. If they don't, then uh, you know it's probably a failure. They gave up. They gave up too much. They gave up a lot. Um, when they drafted Jared Goff, they traded six draft picks to move up to number one overall to get him. Jesus. And now, and now they and then they paid him, and now they traded three to get rid of him. <laughs> so I don't know what that's to Jared Goff. I mean, he's probably got to be about as crushed as you can be right now. He's also moving from Los Angeles to Detroit, so that kind of sucks. But you know, I think 
you know, that's I think my, that's my unbiased opinion is that the Rams are to be determined, and I think Lions got a good haul. Okay, that yeah, that's as unbiased as you can get from a Rams fan. Uh, with the Matthew Stafford thing, uh, I think a couple of uh, maybe stories about. Uh, different people are going to be changed. Can Matthew Stafford win out of Detroit? Because Detroit's just been terrible for years. A uh, couple playoff exper- er, appearances uh, here and there. But if he doesn't win L- in L.A., people are like, oh, maybe he's just a stat person. Like Maybe he just gets big stats and doesn't win games. Uh, same with uh, possibly McVeigh. Like, can McVeigh win uh with Stafford, and if not, like maybe it's McVeigh's system that people have figured out. Maybe it wasn't just Goff. And that, I think, uh, I think there's a couple things there. Number one, is a very good point, and that we'll find out how his story kind of ends up getting written here. Is that if he doesn't win in LA, then he was just like, you know, I think Stafford's like right on that tier of guys that you consider like, wow, he's really, really good. Mm-hmm. But he probably doesn't have it. Whereas I, you know, I think there, you know, there's a, a, you know, there's quarterbacks that you look at and you just, you kind of look at them and you just know, oh yeah, that guy can win me a Super Bowl. And I think, you know, what my biased opinion is that I think Stafford can. Um, I fully believe in Sean McVay. So, that, which to that point, I think the way that this team has been built I I just I think if anybody loses their job out of this it's less Snead it's not Sean McVay okay I think uh, I think Sean McVay is safe I think he's proven what he can do what he's done for the franchise already um, is you know more wins than we had in the last 15 years probably true so I think he's earned himself some good grace there. I think he's got Stan Kroenke in his back pocket, probably even more so than Wes Snead does. Um, so I think I think if, if anyone loses their job out of this, if it fails, it's Wes Snead. It's not Sean McVay. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Uh, but, yeah, Jared Goff to the Lions. Um, I mean, basically the NFC North is – I mean, next year, are they – Besides the Packers, is anyone going to be competitive in that division? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, I think Minnesota. I don't know what Minnesota is right now. I really don't. I mean, they're talked about maybe moving on from Cousins. Mm-hmm. Who knows? The Bears stink, and uh, the Lions definitely still stink. Yeah. So I think. I think obviously the Packers will be very good next year. They'll probably go 12-4, 13-3 again. But in all reality, they could probably win that division at 9-7 and seven next year if they had to. <laughs> probably. They're going to be like the NFC East. Uh, and also with the Rams, I mean, what's their kind of Super Bowl uh, window with uh, gaining Stafford? Uh, you got some big contracts on um, kind of the books. What's their Super Bowl window within like the next couple of years? I think it's two to three. Okay. Um, I think so. I've heard. I haven't. I. I don't pay that too close attention to some of the numbers. I know. Um, there's a lot of dead cap money this year from Jared Goff, and we're actually paid. We have more of a cap hit from Jared Goff this year than we will from Matt Stafford. Hmm. Uh, 
we have about 22 million in dead money on Goff, and uh, Stafford's contract is like right at 20. So, but so I I think we're and so I think we're gonna. I, I think I've mentioned before we've talked about that I think there's going to be a lot of guys who are just victims of the cap this year that they're going to become free agents that you're like, wow, how'd they let them go? And they had to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Rams are going to run into some of that this offseason. I think um, I think re-signing Leonard Floyd is out the window. I, uh, I think re-signing John Johnson is out the window right now. Um, but I've, I've also heard that if the players are willing to do it, that the Rams can restructure Ramsey and Donald's ex- massive contracts that they have mm-hmm. and create some salary cap space and possibly next off season be in the top 10 for f- open money. We could have like possibly like 25 mil in free cap. Mm-hmm. So all that being said is a long winded way to say, I think that the Rams window is probably is too to four years, depending on if they can get some of that restructuring done. Um, Stafford's 32. You know, obviously, Donald's still a beast. Ramsey's still a beast. Um, you know, we've got some good wide receivers. We've got a solid tight end. Um, Stafford can do a little bit more with a worse offensive line, which is where I think you'll see some of that money go away and players that have to be released that unfortunately we can't afford to keep. Mm-hmm. So I think that they have, I think with the current roster, um, we have a core that will probably be around for two years for sure. And I think if we're able to free up some of that money and move around and be aggressive again, I think, you know, we have probably, you know, anywhere from two to four, maybe five years. Okay. Is uh, Cup re-signed? Yes. Okay. Cup's been paid. Robert Woods has been paid, so... All right, they're, so they're yeah, you don't have to worry about uh, his weapons. Goff's going into a situation where Marvin Jones and Galladay might not even be there. Right. No, he's only going to have to throw to uh, Swift and Hawkinson. Yeah. No. So you know, I, I, the the Lions are in a pretty bad spot. <laughs> they are. A uh, little bit of other news: Winston to be uh, New Orleans quarterback if Breeze retires. Uh, does that shock you at all, Brody? Um, Breeze retiring does not. I think that was one of the. I know that. I know we definitely talked about that after the mm. NFC or NFC divisional round, whenever they lost. Yeah. That uh, he just looked bad. He looked old. Um, the arm strength's not there. I think, and then the stuff coming out about his injuries after. You know, we knew he'd been hurt during the year, but that he was even more injured than thought. And at 42 years old, um, you're just not rehabbing that again. You're just not going to go through that, so no surprise whatsoever there that you retired. Um, I hope, for, I hope for the Saints' sake. I mean, I I think Winston can be very good. I think that he's proven that he's dangerous in both good and bad definition of the word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but I think, I mean, if I'm a Saints fan, I mean, I think Sean Payton is the only person in the world that likes Taysom Hill. So, if I'm a Saints fan, I, I would I want them to roll with Winston. Yeah. So I think I think the Saints are, the Saints are another team that are going to be way over the cap, and you're going to see a lot of good players from the Saints get released. So I don't know exactly how competitive they'll be 
next year, but I would still want Winston in, at the helm instead of Taysom Hill. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Also, a little bit of news that came out today. We are recording uh, Wednesday, February 3rd. Uh, Kansas City's barber test positive mid-cut. I think he was exposed to some players, uh, had some players lined up, including Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Do you have any, like, extra information about that? I mean, how does that even happen that he gets to cut players' hair before the results come back? Yeah, that's a... That's a good point in itself, is that it's like, you know, they have these instant testing, so it's like, you know, maybe we should hold off a few minutes and find out. Um, The guys need their haircuts. That's a wild thing. And then, yeah, the fact that it's like a barber, like, you know, everybody's got to look fresh for the Super Bowl, (laughs) but man, what a, a dumb thing. And I've seen that they've had, like, I don't, two players for sure are on protocol right now. I know Demarcus Robinson is one of them. Uh, and uh, there was another name I don't remember who it is. So I would they have to be out for the Super Bowl, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, I think the rest of it being said, that I mean I don't know. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes tests positive, do you think the Chiefs are telling anybody? Are they what? Do you think that they're telling anybody? Probably not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. There's not a chance that they're going into the. That if Patrick Mahomes tests positive for the coronavirus or, you know, Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey or, you know, pick your poison on that offense, they're not telling anybody. Yeah. They're they're going to, at this point, on Wednesday before the Super Bowl, Mm-mm. they're going to, they'll go to Florida with the whole damn team having COVID if that's what it takes. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, LaFleur says Rodgers is their QB. He's there to stay. But many uh, people, including uh, former teammates like TJ Lang and stuff, uh, sees R- or, uh, Aaron Rodgers getting sick of the front office and possibly doing like uh, what Tom Brady did, like demanding um, him to bring him some guys or else he's going to leave. I mean, I and Aaron Rodgers should. Uh, how much he's done for that franchise, but what kind of your thoughts about the Aaron Rodgers situation in Green Bay? Um, Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. I mean, I someone said the other day that I was listening to that they're pretty sure that the Packers are going to probably end up going with Jordan Love the way that the Patriots do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Um, they probably won't get the haul for him that the Patriots did, but that he'll most likely end up being traded because if Aaron wants to keep playing, like, there's no way you're going to... Like, Jordan Love didn't even dress this year. He wasn't even the backup. He was the inactive third stringer. Yeah. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback in Green Bay. Um, I think what that... I heard TJ Lang in an interview kind of explaining his context a little bit and just kind of saying that um, I think... Uh, Aaron needs to demand some weapons. Like look at looking back at what they did, the Green Bay is just kind of trying to play it safe. They don't want to be lost in the transition of like, oh, we just had our quarterback and now we have nothing. Mm-hmm. But it, so they drafted Love, and then the second round they drafted a running back that they didn't need. Yeah. So I, I do think he'll go to the front office and basically say, "You need to get me at least a number two. I mean, I know people can, especially locally, can have different thoughts on Al Zard, but 
Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't think Lazard, I don't think Lazard's a two receiver in the NFL. I think he's a guy that works, but it works better, you know, when he's getting less attention. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, maybe a third or fourth guy come in, make a play or two. Because I mean, yeah. he's not a guy that you can like consistently throw to, and he's going to be able to make those big plays. I love Alan Lazard, big uh, Cyclones fan, but. Yeah, no, see, I, I, that's, that's just the thing. Like, can you count on Lazard to, you know, probably get you four catches for 40 to 50 yards a game? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not, I think, you know, Adams, Dante Adams is going to get his. But uh, I think that, you know, I think in today's day and age, especially with Aaron Rodgers, you need a number two that you count on for, you know, five, six, seven catches and 80 to 85 yards a game, and then they can break out and have, you know, 150 here and there. So I don't think Lazard's that guy, and they obviously don't have anybody else. You know, Valdez Scantling is good for a couple go outs. Mm-hmm. Equinemius St. Brown drops two-point conversions. And <laughs> so I don't think Aaron Rodgers will ever throw to him again. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think they have to give him some help, and especially with Aaron Jones being a free agent. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, they did uh, sign Devin Funches, who I don't think played a down this year. Uh, no, he actually sat out. Like, they signed him to a contract in the offseason. Uh, and, like, that was like, oh, we got you another weapon stuff. Then he sat out for COVID. Like, what, yeah. a, what a kick in the nuts. Uh, yeah. Like, to me, Funches is like bizarre. Like, Funches is not really a proven wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I always uh, going into the off season. I wanted them to get like Emmanuel Sanders, like a proven backup. Uh, definitely can be that uh, guy we saw um, when he led him or was part of the team that went to the Super Bowl for the Forty ers He was getting uh, catches, moving chains, stuff like that. I think that would have been a really good weapon for Aaron Rodgers. Didn't happen, but yeah, I think I think Emmanuel Sanders is a great example of the number number two type receiver that. Uh, Rogers needs. And he's and, and and he went cheap. Like there's really no risk in that. Yeah. Kind of a win-win, but uh also some NBA news. Uh Denver's Jokic and uh 76ers and B get the first players of the month for the season after uh, plenty of dominant performances. Uh two centers getting it. That's uh actually pretty intriguing for today's NBA. You a big NBA guy, Brody? No. <laughs> Do you bet on them? Um, not really. I just I don't I don't know very much about it right now, and I don't I don't follow it too closely. Yeah. Um, I I usually just end up staying away from it. Yeah, that's fair. I I get more into uh, NBA once football season is just like completely done. Like uh, every now and again, I'll watch a Lakers game uh, when football's like still going on, but really I don't start watching the whole league until uh, football's done. Uh, but last night, uh, Van Fleet set the new Raptors record with 54 points versus Orlando, broke uh, DeMar DeRozan's thing, and then obviously um, about a week ago, week and a half, uh, we had the first full year since uh, the late great Kobe Bryant and his daughter Diana died. Um, many paid respects, and uh, if you're like me, uh, I'm still not over it. It still doesn't seem real, Brody. 
I was a I was a big Kobe guy. I was always the guy that uh, defended Kobe over over LeBron for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I you know that I agree. That was that was one that uh, kind of rocks you. That makes you go, oh, wow. Yeah. No one's invincible. But yes, R.I.P. Uh, prayers to the Bryant family. Probably doesn't get easier, but. Yeah, uh, some other sports news. Uh, MLB is set to come back February twenty seventh. You an MLB guy then? Um, I would say more so than NBA, but I just I can't make myself follow the regular season. It's so long. Mm-hmm. Like as far as that goes, like I watch, like I'll, you know I won't turn it off if it's on Sports Center or something, but. I think uh, um, I just kind of follow the highlights, kind of follow the stand a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know, as far as baseball is concerned, I, I get really interested during the playoffs. I love watching playoff baseball. But you know, if you catch me on a game in May, June, July, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I I basically just watch the playoffs too, um, and that's if like the Dodgers or Cubs are in it or something. Um, either a local team or I like the Dodgers because uh, they do a lot of stuff with the Lakers too. So uh, big fan of that, but yeah, they are returning February 27th. So all you baseball fans get ready. Hopefully they do a little bit uh, better job with the COVID situation than they did last year. Uh, but that is uh, to be seen. And then also the big news, EA sports has said that they are bringing college football game back. Uh, the last one that was made was NCAA 14. Uh, obviously, these will not include like real names, images, or likeness of the players, uh, but that's likely to change due to new rule changes. I mean, Brody, you're a video game guy, you're a football game guy. you got to be pumped for this. I am. I am trying to contain my excitement a little bit just because I don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm when I hear stuff like that, like, you know, part of the excitement of the game was, you know, you know, back, back to those days, like when the game was being made, that when you chose the Hawkeyes, like QB number 12, no, it was, it was Ricky Stanley. Yeah. So like, if it's just going to be completely randomized, uh, I'll still play it. Don't get me wrong. I'm gonna buy it, and play it. Yeah. But uh, I will be. I'll be less hooked on it without them eventually getting the full access rights to the name, image, likeness stuff. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, they get that. Uh, I hope they don't just totally make it into like what Madden has turned into. I mean, I still play Madden because um, it's the only football game out there. But I mean, Madden's kind of. Uh, turned a different course than it was uh, back then and I hope NCAA doesn't do the same thing yeah that's that's a concern of mine as well is that it ends up the gameplay ends up a lot like that which the college football gameplay is always better yeah for sure I, I enjoyed uh, making dynasties and kind of like getting those uh, shitty programs up to like 5 and 6 star programs uh, my favorite part for some reason isn't even really the gameplay it's the recruiting getting like excited about getting a five star or something yeah I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about I, I would always like you know you can't start 
dynasty with, you know, even Iowa or another Big Ten school, like, you have to start with, like... Georgia State. Yeah. Louisiana Tech. Yeah. Take one of those, and then, you know, if you really like playing the game, you know, don't fuck with the rosters, and, you know, do it the right way. Take your shitty players, take your air raid offense on the road. Mm -hmm. Don't Yes, I totally agree. And uh, obviously they didn't use like the names or the uh, images of those players. But, I mean, you could still tell uh, who Johnny Manziel was, who Jameis Winston was, uh, stuff like that. I think Blake Bortles was in that game too. Um, yeah, just I, – I, I, I'm with you on that. That I hope that they keep like uh, – if Iowa State – isn't it? I hope they make Brock Purdy really good and Brees Hall. Like, and I know like they made it with like the idea of those guys. Yeah, yeah. But hopefully that rule changes and we'll be able to get names and images and stuff like that too. I'm very excited for that. You got anything to add to uh, any sports news before we move on? No, let's keep it rolling. All right, we've got the big game number fifty-five. Kansas City versus Tampa Bay. Uh, I do kind of want to pick your brain a little bit on this, Brody. Uh, you seem to be a, a good better. Uh, you got a lot of good thoughts that go through your head that do not go through mine. So I kind of want to hear any bets you have, uh, any that you like, any novelty props. Kind of give me your thoughts. Um, everything in my gut tells me just go ahead and throw the money down on Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minus three, three and a half, whatever they're coming in at right now. And then just, I haven't placed the bet yet. I just can't get myself to press enter against Tom Brady. So I, I feel you. I think most most likely I'm still going to end up going city. I think just because it's one of those things that Tampa still has to play like dynamite to beat Kansas City. Kansas City got outplayed for three and a half quarters last year and won the Super Bowl. True. That again. So, you know, my my smart bet tells me to just stay stay true on Kansas City. So, um, but the, I mean, just some other props. I, there's a lot of value out there in some props I've seen where it's like uh, player stats plus a win. You know, like, um, you know, Tyreek Hill to have 100 receiving yards and a win is like plus 200, something like that. So, I mean, I think there's some value if you snoop around in those. Um, there's so many. Yeah. Um, I think there's some value. I don't know what to say about the over-under right now. I just, I could see it getting crazy, and I could, you know, I could see it running up and down the field, and then I could see it being kind of like, last year's a little bit where like Kansas City hardly ran the ball at all last year and all of a sudden they're a a running team in the Super Bowl so I don't know where to stand on that yeah it seems whenever these like offensive uh firepowers like the two come together it never goes over like it's weird yeah I know what you mean but over enough over under is at uh, 55 and a half, which was very tempting. I haven't put a bet on it yet. Um, I don't know. Any other bets you uh, you like going into the game? Um, 
trying to think of what else I put down already. I put out a little bit. Um, I'm addicted to the first touchdown bet. Um, there's just so much value in it. It's, it's a it's total crapshoot, but if you hit it, there's so much value in it. I think I think the like odds on favorites are like Hill or Kelsey maybe, and they're like plus six hundred Hill. Damn. So I think I put down like I usually put. I'll, I'll probably end up picking like uh, you know a receiver from each team and probably maybe throw a little bit of money towards each running back too. Mm-hmm. I just I'm, I love that bet. Um, I don't you know I don't know. I think I haven't gotten a real ch- a, a great chance yet to sit down and look at some of the other stuff. Um, but I you know I think. Uh, I'll definitely get into some more. Okay. Um, one one of the bets I did, well, two of them, I guess. Uh, I got Leonard Fournette scoring the first touchdown because for some, I I don't know what shifted. And I know uh, Ronald Jones hasn't been the healthiest, but I mean he was healthy last game, and it was still Leonard Fournette um, with the bulk of the carries. Uh, so I got him scoring the first touchdown. And then I've got uh, Tom Brady going over two and a half throwing touchdowns. I think if they're behind, he's going to have to throw to get back in it, which would give him some throwing touchdowns. And if they win, it's most likely that Tom Brady has more than two and a half throwing touchdowns. That's a good point. I like that one. What are the the odds on that one? Do you remember? Uh, I can't remember. I was using a DraftKings boost, too, to... uh, I think it was like plus 160, 170. Okay. I like that one, actually. Yeah, and then I think I used like a plus 55% boost on it, so I got it up a little oh, bit you, higher. I haven't decided what to use my on yet. I just saw it there, and I kind of forgot I had it, and I was like, uh, I might as well pull the trigger on that one, because that's the only one I'm super confident in. Or not, so, su- not even super confident, just that I feel good about. I think I have way back on DraftKings at the beginning of the season, they offered a, a promo. You can bet $1 on any team mm-hmm. at 55 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. So I had that sitting, I've had that one sitting all year in Kansas City. So I, I did have, too. So I already have like a $56 hit there guaranteed. And if you're on DraftKings, just so, uh, for the listeners that are on DraftKings, um, you probably already saw it, but make sure you get in on the over half touchdown boost um, that's out there. I think it's if you're an existing user, you can get 25. If you're a new user, I think you can get 50. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, they're handing away money, so take that. Um, How shitty would that be if the, there was no touchdowns in this game? Yeah, well, that'd be quite a game. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think I don't know. I, I'm still. I'm still really debating on what to use my uh, my 55% boost on. I think w- what I've thought about doing is take, since I have that 55 to win um, if Kansas City wins, is um, kind of hedging it out and taking that 55% and throwing it on the Tampa money line. Okay. Because boost that up pretty well and then win like 170 if they win or... Um, if you know, assuming Kansas City wins, then I can do that. And then what I would still, what I would do is probably place that to kind of hedge each other out and get some value out of that. And then um, probably still place a, a a sizable bet on Kansas City to cover. 
Yeah. But kind of cover my ass, I guess, a little bit with the hedge on Tampa. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a win-win, basically. Yeah, it, it kind of washes. So, like, if, if, if Kansas City wins, it basically that bet from the beginning of the season washes out the fact that I bet 50 on the Tampa money line and then I would still have my bet on Kansas you know my other bet on Kansas City mm. or if uh, if Tampa were to pull it off then I'd at least have I'd have that money coming in to, to hedge out my bet on uh, um, the other bet I'm placed on Kansas City to cover so you know what? I think you uh, you shouldn't play it safe and you double down on Kansas City you believe in them Kind of. Kind <laughs> of. I, I swear to God, it's just the Tom effect. It really is. Oh, they could be. You could put take this roster in the Super Bowl. Give them Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Hammer yeah. down on Kansas City. Yeah, that's true. But you know, give them anybody else, whoever you want, whoever you think is the next best quarterback in the league. Give them whoever you want. I'm hammer down. Yeah. Tom Brady sitting on the other side is just what I don't like. Mm. I agree with you on that. They said uh, his family vacated his house uh, for the next two weeks, so he's just been alone with his thoughts. That's even scary. Never happened before. I don't know what's going to happen. It's gonna be, I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl. I, I hope so. I hope so. Um, but... I mean, you you do say uh, Kansas City will win. Uh, they got uh, Le'Veon Bell and Sammy Watkins coming back to play, so that will help them a lot. Tampa Bay did play uh, the conference championship uh, weekend without Winfield and Antonio Brown. They're expected to come back, uh, and basically the season like numbers uh, compared like points per game, points allowed, yards game, yards allowed. They're all like relatively similar, like. Both of these teams have kind of like balled out, and now and and Tampa Bay is like hitting their stride right now, and then Kansas City obviously can turn it on whenever they want. So, I do expect a very good Super Bowl. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I, the th- the reason I think I'm leaning more Kansas City, even with uh, Tom on the other sideline, is that Kansas City's defense is severely over or underrated. Uh, they, they play really good football, and it never seems to get talked about. And they're always facing people's, like, best now that they're the Super Bowl champion. Yeah, I think the one thing that worries me about Tampa is their defensive line. It's a lot of sacks on everybody. And you you got to remember, Kansas City is essentially playing with three backup linemen because they have... Uh, that lineman that's a doctor that opted out this year, he's been gone. I mean, but he's, you know, so I mean, they have a guy who's been playing all year, but, you know, he's essentially kind of backup quality to that. Yeah. And then you've had Mitchell Schwartz out for a while now, mm-hmm. and now Fisher tears Achilles against Buffalo. I mean, you got two backup tackles in, a backup guard in against a really, really good defensive line. God. I swear to God, these past two weeks, I keep going back and forth. And that, and just that thought process, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe they can't. But then Andy Reid uh, should be able to scheme something up to where Tyreek Hill's just doing drags all game so that Patrick Mahomes can get it out quick or something. I have no idea. 
Yeah, I really don't. I think, but I, I feel safe telling people Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I feel pretty good about that too, just because the sports books are uh, saying Kansas City's going to win too, and they're usually right. Yep, there's a reason they do what they do. <laughs> yeah, that's why most of us are losers, and uh, they're a multi-million dollar company. Multi-billion. Yep. <laughs> uh, you have anything else to add to uh, the Super Bowl before uh, before it happens? I mean, this is going to be the last episode before the big game. Um, and plus, are you going to uh, join us in the off season to uh, kind of talk about the draft, free agency, maybe do some uh, team previews? I mean, are you going to stick around the podcast family even after the season's over, Brody? Absolutely. I'm so I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. So, <laughs> um, absolutely, I'll be on to talk talk some shit about some people. And Excellent. Well, some smoke about the rank. Yeah, we we need to get you on a show with like Reha and Jack and Joe. Uh, yeah, get it, get everyone together and just start, start talking. I want to uh, have you on the show and uh, maybe diss like the Colts with Reha on here, diss the Packers with uh, Jack on here. I'd love to diss both of those teams, so I'm, yeah, definitely. Excellent news. Uh, if you don't have anything to add, I think um, this should do it. I mean, only one game to talk about was well, going to be a short episode. Yeah, you bet. All right. Well, um, thank you for coming on, Brody. Uh, like always, your uh, mind uh, just excites me. Um, I, I, I leave this show feeling smarter than I probably am, and it's because of your words. Uh, but, yeah, good luck to uh, betters. Thank you, Brody, for your insight. And, uh, guys, yeah, keep listening to the podcast. We're available on uh, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Brody, you uh, give some uh, betting tips. Do you want to throw out your Twitter Twitter handle? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my Twitter handle is just at Brody, B-R-O-D-Y underscore Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N. Um, basically, I, I tweet about some dumb thoughts that pop into my head, but I've also um, throw some betting stuff out there. And um, I'm kind of gauging something right now, just um, kind of playing with it a little bit is maybe starting uh, a separate Twitter account um, and ma- just to so we talk gambling so um, maybe if uh, we can get some track you know get some traction behind that and get some people that are actually interested in following that I'd love to hear about it um, might be something I'll look into hell yeah I definitely follow that I need the money well, I do the best I can <laughs> all right well this is Brody and Jacob thank you guys for listening and we will see you next episode <laughs>